I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to Talk 1370's Ask the Experts, the show all about your health, your life, your home, and so much more with our rotating cast of experts. Catch up with past episodes anytime at talk1370.com slash experts. Also on the free Odyssey app, find that in your phone's app store. iOS and Android, you can find the Odyssey app there. Click on Talk 1370. Ask the Experts is right there with those past episodes anytime, anywhere. Back in the studio with us today, we're going to talk to our guest Sunil Verma from Austin Business Brokers. Sunil, welcome back to Ask the Experts. Uh, thank you, Casey. How are you? Very good. Very good. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm good. Another business selling topic. Of course, Austin Business Brokers buying and selling businesses. We On these shows, we like to talk to you about all the things you may or may not know when it comes to these complicated transactions of selling a business. And as so many other things in our lives have been affected by COVID-19, buying and selling a business and conducting business has changed during the age of COVID-19. And that's our topic today. We're going to talk about both some short-term and some lingering issues related to the pandemic. And Sunil, let's get right into the, the first one on our list here, and that's government loans. Obviously, the government pumped a lot of money into businesses to try to help prop up the economy during the pandemic. Talk about the impact that you're seeing with some of those loan programs, and maybe some of them can be forgiven, some of them can't. Talk about the impact that you're seeing when that comes to your clients and trying to buy or sell a business. Casey, like you said, uh, there's a lot of moving parts in any transaction, and uh, the COVID programs have uh, put in some more moving parts in there. Government loans. There were two kinds of loans that the government gave to small businesses under the SBA. One was EIDL, and the other one was PPP. That was Paycheck Protection Program. Basically, it gave money to the business owners depending on the payroll, and they told the business owners to pay your employees and let them stay home. So that way the employees won't lose a job and won't have to worry about being kicked out of the house or the apartments and their living expenses. And in the meantime, the owner won't have to pay it from his pocket and uh, have the business uh, pause, so as to say, and be ready once the COVID was gone, be done. And there were general low interest loans called EIDL loans. Those were something that uh, some businesses took and they were supposed to start being repaid 12 months later, but that has been extended for by another 12 months. So how does it affect the transaction of a business? Let's say a business sale. I don't think that question is very valid anymore because EIDL loan has to be repaid no matter what. 
but the PPP loan could not, didn't have to be repaid. It was sort of a grant, but you couldn't sell the business without getting a forgiveness from the SBA for that loan. So if you got the loan in the middle of uh, 2020 and you were selling the business at the end of 2020, you could not sell the business without returning the money or filing an application, which I think they started taking applications as late as October of uh, 2020. That should be an issue now. You can file an application online. And as long as the application is submitted, you can transfer the business. Otherwise, you're liable to pay back the loan. Now, the other loan, EIDL loan, it's a very low interest. I think it's 2.5%. But, and you can make payments over 20 years or 30 years, I believe. But if you sell the business, that loan has to be paid back. And a responsible escrow officer or an attorney would not transfer the business without that being paid off. So that's one of the things that has uh, introduced a new wrinkle in the transactions of uh, business sales. Uh, so, like I said, PPP loans should have gone away or forgiven by now, but the EIDL loans have to be addressed when selling a business. And as we've talked about so many times, that's why it's so important to have that due diligence process as you're potentially considering a transaction like this, whether it's a business that you're looking to purchase or a business that you're looking to sell. It's important to have a broker on your side who can help help you navigate these waters. It's a complicated business, as we're talking about, and that's what Sunil and his team are ready to help you with at 512-800-7085, 512 ABBTX.com is the website, ABBTX.com. We're talking to Austin Business Brokers, Sunil Verma, our guest. We're talking about business transactions during the age of COVID-19 and some different wrinkles that could pop up there. Just some different things to be aware of, whether you're considering purchasing a business or selling a business that you've spent so much time and effort building into. And one thing many businesses are dealing with right now as we come towards the end of the pandemic, if you can even say such a thing right now, and that's a labor shortage. So many businesses right now struggling to find good workers to fill their employees, to fill their staffs. So now talk about what you're seeing with your clients and potential clients as far as how they're responding to the labor shortage out there. This is the biggest problem going on uh, directly as impacted by COVID. And I speak with about a dozen businesses a week uh, on the phone or in person. And the first question I ask them is, the labor situation. And I don't know of any industry or business that's immune from that. Unless you have very unskilled people working for you, any job that requires uh, labor with some knowledge or skill is having this issue. And uh, it's industry-wide and it's cross industries, uh, especially, for example, drivers. You could be a driver in a regular trucking industry or for a small business, let's say landscape or construction, your drivers will be taken away by, let's say, drivers for the food industry. And there's a lot of cannibalism going on. And and this is something that's going to stay in, in place for the next few months, uh, simply because while people were not working, they were getting paid and they're getting used to not work. And if they have to work, uh, there's only a limited amount of people work in the workplace and the demand is more than the supply. And so a lot of... Uh, Employees are giving signing bonuses, 15000 20000 So these guys are going to go there, work for six months, eight months, and then switch and go somewhere else where they pick up another bonus. Uh, if probably the PPP loans, uh, it's, it's a tough thing. If there were no loans, then the businesses would have gone out of business. And now there there's less employees than they're required to keep the 
businesses running. And it's going to be a challenge for the next few months. And the, the businesses that can overcome this will come on top as uh, very solid winners in the future. Is this something in addition to, obviously, the pandemic definitely had a large impact, as, as you're saying. Is it a case, you, you mentioned drivers specifically, and I, I've wondered this for a while, has our focus on a gig economy, the Ubers and the Lyfts and the rideshare companies that have kind of gotten into that delivery market, has that also kind of upended the market a little bit in terms of the employee pool out there? Uh, not necessarily. Uber and Lyft were there before the pandemic, before COVID-19, and everybody was surviving fast. In fact, the drivers for Uber and Lyft were not really coming from the driving pool. They were coming from people, uh, let's say, part-time employed or students or retired people. They have a nice car and they figure, okay, they're going to go down to the grocery store. They're going to go down uh, to see a friend two, two towns down. Along the way, they'll pick up some cash. So it's the professional drivers. Like I said, any job with skills, that's in high demand. I mean, just not drivers. You could go in the medical industry. You could go in any kind of industry where there's a shortage of uh, uh, workers now where you have employees that have no skill, like manual labor. Out there, it's less of a problem in terms of competing with other employ employers. The problem out there, if there is, might be because people just don't want to go back to work after getting uh, all that free money for the last uh, you know, few years or year and a half. So no, uh, if you look at the condition of Uber and Lyft, they're suffering too. Not because their drivers went to other things, because their drivers just don't feel like driving anymore because they had cash. Got it. Another big issue that cropped up during the pandemic was supply chain limitations and the inability of goods to come in. Talk about what you're seeing with your clients and, and prospective clients as far as supply issues and that kind of breakdown in the supply chain and the delivery of goods from manufacturer to retail. Right. So this is a twofold uh, problem. One is the shipping time that takes from point A to point B, the manufacturing place, which typically will be China and coming in here. And secondly, the manufacturing itself, most of the work has slowed down. You look at automobiles, there's a shortage of chips, but you can look at any other thing, consumer goods. Like I have a fountain in the backyard where I needed to change the lights. I've been calling for two years to manufacture this every out of lights, call back in six months. <sighs> They call back again and still yeah. no lights. And still no lights. So there, there is, a, I mean, you can go to a restaurant and sometimes you might order something out of the menu and they say, we're out of this today. So the, it has been very disruptive for businesses uh, from all angles. And supply is one of those things. And you're at the mercy of the supplier and the supplier is the, uh, at the mercy of the shipper or the manufacturer of the warehouse. Time for a break here on Ask the Experts. We're talking about the impact of COVID-19 and the pandemic on business buying and business selling. Our guest, Sunil Verma with Austin Business Brokers. Give him a call at 512-800-7085, 512-800-7085, on the web at abbtx.com. So much more to come after this. You're listening to Ask the Experts on Talk 1370. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're back now on Ask the Experts here on Talk 1370. We're talking about the impact of COVID-19 on business buying and selling. Our guest, Sunil Verma, with Austin Business Brokers. Give Sunil a call if you've got a business you're looking to buy, sell. Maybe you just need some advice. Maybe you're looking to figure out the valuation of your business, figure out if you're doing things right. There's some things you might be able to change. Sunil's ready to help you with that. 512-800-7085. 512-800-7085-ABBTX.com. Another situation we're seeing right now in the economy is inflation. It's at a 40-year high. Talk about what you're hearing from your uh, prospective clients you're talking to, businesses that you're trying to do transactions with as far as how they're being impacted. Obviously, that not only has an impact on the cost of goods being sold, but the cost of making those goods and all sorts of different uh, aspects of the economy that they might deal with. Talk about the impact of inflation that you're seeing with your client base. Right. Since inflation is hitting everybody, the customers of most of the businesses I deal with, they are more understanding. And uh, whether it's service-oriented where you have to pay a high cost of labor or, let's say, you know, products, you're paying higher price to get them in. Most of the customers are understanding. I've had service industries increase their prices by 10, 15% without losing any customers. And most of the people uh, think it's a temporary thing once the inflation uh, abates, things will get back to normal. Or, you know, if uh, people have more cash, they don't mind spending a little bit more uh, when they purchase something. So it has affected businesses, but not to the extent that the first two factors have uh, uh, have affected, like the supply, short supply, and high cost of labor, if you can find labor. You mentioned, and, and we talked about earlier, the, the massive amount of funds that the government put in at the beginning of the pandemic and towards the middle to try and help keep the economy afloat and keep businesses alive. And as you said, a lot of patterns changed. People were staying at home, trying to shelter in place. Businesses lost sales. They lost that foot traffic. Patterns changed. Talk about what you're seeing in terms of your clients and prospective clients as far as how businesses are trying to bring back their lost sales right now and kind of get back to where they were before the pandemic. Well, this situation is different than other times. Uh, We've had uh, recessions and depressions and uh, slowdown in economies, let's say 2006, 2007, and then again in 2014, 15, there was a slight dip. But things recover. It's normal cyclical thing for businesses, ups and downs. But this time has something without any previous experience or history. And some of the sales have gone and they'll be hard to get back because the buying habits of the consumer has changed or the consumers have disappeared or the industries have changed. I would say, for example, uh, in the food industry, in the restaurant business, uh, I would, uh, about a third would be, third of the sales would be dine-in, a third would be takeout, and a third would be delivery. And during COVID, the restaurants were still selling, but there were very few 
in-house sales. And in Texas, we're lucky. If you go to places like California and New York, you saw the news, you read the stories, how restaurant businesses were suffering so badly because they couldn't open the doors. And uh, Yeah, they, they were completely shut down. They couldn't make that pivot to delivery and takeout like a lot of ours back here at home in Texas could. Right. So uh, it, it's going to take a while. And I think there has been some shifts have been permanent. The business owners have to figure out new ways of adapting and changing their. And, you know, in, in some ways, it might be a good thing. Uh, in the long haul, they might cut down the cost of labor and other ways of uh, making savings by adapting to new ways of selling and putting the goods selling the goods from point A to point B to the consumers and in different ways that they didn't think about before. We're talking about long-term and short-term issues related to COVID-19, the ongoing pandemic, and how that affects businesses in general and the transaction of buying or selling a business. Our guest, Sunil Verma, with Austin Business Brokers here in the studio today here on Ask the Experts. We're talking about all those effects the pandemic has had. If you've got a business you're looking at potentially purchasing, maybe you've got a business you're looking to sell and need to find that right buyer to take on that business that you've spent so much time and effort building over the years. Sunil's ready to help you with your particular situation. 512-800-7085. 512-800-7085 on the web at abbtx.com. Snell, we got one more thing on our list here of some short-term and lingering issues, and this is definitely going to be a lingering issue. We don't want to get into the politics too much, but government policies. Obviously, the government shaped a lot of the response to COVID, and some of those policies have had some damaging, unintended consequences. Talk about those, the impact there that you and your clients are seeing. Right. So all the above items that we discussed a few minutes ago, that's all a result of government policies. And obviously when this thing hit, after seeing what happened in uh, China and Italy and a few other countries, uh, everybody was in panic mode and the government had to do something in order to uh, calm the people and make sure the businesses are not gone forever. So they had good intentions, but in my opinion, things maybe continued a little too long. And again, uh, without going into politics, uh, I think that you know the people in charge might be a little worried if we uh, don't take caution now, we don't want the pandemic to come back and make it even worse. So uh, as far as the effects go, I think for the most part, it has had a neg- negative impact on the businesses uh, in terms of uh, getting back to normal. And I think uh, this should take another three to six, maybe nine months. By the end of the year, everything should be back to normal as long as the government doesn't do anything else to, like they say, you know, it's best to leave businesses alone. Let them figure out their own way. That's the best way to do it, Uh, whether it's a small business or too big to fail business. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it's going to take a while. And I tell businesses, you know, some people come to me and they want to sell the business now and they cannot show how much money they make. They haven't made anything in 2020. And 2021 was fine. And if they can survive and they don't want to be disappointed at what they get in return for the business, I tell them to hang on. Things are only going to get better from now on. We are seeing some positives out of that came out of the pandemic. Definitely some businesses that were able to adapt and evolve. And let's talk about some of those positives that we've seen through the pandemic now. And, and one of those that you mentioned here on our list is in certain select businesses and select industries, 
You're seeing businesses with a premium value as you look at potentially buying or selling a business. You know, obviously anything you can do to maximize the value of that business is a good thing for the seller and even the buyer as they're investing into a higher value business. Talk about kind of the winners and losers there, or at least just the winners in the where you're seeing that premium value coming out of the pandemic. Well, yes. And uh, some businesses were less affected by other businesses. And even if uh, the businesses was closed, were closed, they would still were deemed to be essential businesses and they were allowed to operate. So as long as you're operating, you're making money. Uh, for example, service business, uh, like a pool service business, where you're required by law to have the pool service, especially if it's a, like a community pool or a public pool, every week, three or four times a day, whether is closed down or not. So those are the kind of businesses that did good. And if they weren't very affected, obviously, you know, you look around out of 100 businesses, maybe 50 were mandated to close down, maybe another 30 were slowed down, and maybe five or 10 businesses that were doing good. They were not very uh, common to see. And if you have less of those, there's high demand and people would be willing to pay a higher price if they can uh, not be affected by COVID that much. Obviously, you know, it's a solid business. And uh, instead of getting 1.5, they were getting 1.7, 1.8. And uh, there were multiple buyers for those kind of businesses. Yes. So there was some uh, luck of the draw, some fortunate business owners. And one thing that we also saw was some businesses that not only survived, but they thrived during the pandemic. We've talked at length about the challenges that a lot of businesses faced. Talk about some of the examples in different industries that you've seen. And and really, it, I guess it was kind of the, the nimble businesses and the early adopters that were able to kind of figure out what they needed to change quickly to adapt to the kind of new world order that the pandemic brought us, isn't it? Correct. Uh, uh, like, uh, I'm, we're talking about the uh, businesses that were in the industry that were very heavily impacted by uh, COVID and the regulations uh, as a result of COVID-19. So some businesses just, uh, you know, figured, okay, we'll go along with the flow and uh, wait it out and get back to normal. But things when they went back from two months to three months to six months to a year or longer, they went to a certain point where it was harder and harder for them to get back uh, to recover. But there were some businesses who saw what's going on and they figured, okay, we can we cannot operate the business for the public, but we can still operate by making deliveries or doing some other things. I'd rather not close down. I'd rather keep on working with a skeleton crew instead of having 20 employees. I can do with two employees and farm out everything else to the other services. And those are the kind of businesses. Now, you know, people staying at home, they get kind of used to doing their shopping that way. So those are the kind of businesses that were ahead of the game and not only survived, but thrived. And when you sell a business, you look at the last three years, P&L, so tax returns, 2020 is a big zero. And most of the banks and most of the business buyers and business brokers understand that. But if you see instead of big zero, just like normal, like it was in 2019 and 2021, without skipping a beat, again, those are the businesses who did good and who will be more valuable than the competitors. Those challenges are there, as Sunil said, you know, COVID-19, the pandemic, whether we're, you know, at the end of it, as a lot of people believe, or just reaching a new normal, as they say. It's had a big impact on businesses in general, and it's had a big impact on buying or selling a business. If you've got a business that you're looking to get a valuation on, maybe you're looking to sell, maybe you're looking to step back from the day-to-day operations there and hand the hard work that you've put into it 
off to someone else, the next generation, so to say. Sunil and his team ready to help you get a valuation on that business, maybe provide some insight to some different ways you can do things to help improve your position in that business. Or if you're looking to buy a business, Sunil can also help you with that and possibly connect you with the right solution for your particular interests, your particular situation. 512-800-7085, 512-800-7085, Austin Business Brokers, online at ABB. TX.com, A-B-B-T-X.com. Sunil, we're just about out of time today. Anything else before we wrap up here? Only thing I would like to add is uh, people are free to call us or set up a consultation from our website. We are happy to talk to any business owner that's in any situation, whether they're looking to sell the business now or looking for some advice. It's always uh, a good idea to get a perspective from an outsider. Uh, you look at the business, the same business for last 10 years, and in order to come up with new thoughts, you need uh, to discuss with other people. And in doing so, it also educates and helps us to learn more about different businesses. So whether I mean, we'll be honest with them, if they're not ready to sell now or if the business is not ready to be sold, we would give our opinion. And if we think that it's a good time uh, to sell it, we will be happy to do it for them or at the very least, help them make the situation better. There you go. Sunil Verma, our guest with Austin Business Brokers, 512-800-7085, abbtx.com. Sunil, we look forward to talking to you again next month. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, we'll speak again. And thanks so much for joining us. We'll have more for you next time right here on Talk 1370's Ask the Experts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.